Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. For today, we will be continuing on with our Emerging Markets conversation. So joining me for that conversation, glad to have back with us Alejo Zerwanka, the Chief Investment Officer for Emerging Markets Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Alejo, it's great to have you back here in 2023 to kick off our series of Emerging Markets conversations. Welcome back. Good morning, Dan. It's always so good to be here. The timing of our conversation, it works out well because your team just released the latest in your flagship publication series, Investing in Emerging Markets. Uh, the title for the most recent release is The Emerging Markets Outperformance Has Legs. So we'll dig into that piece a bit here on the podcast today. I do want to point out up front to our listeners and their clients, the publication can be now located on UBS.com slash CIO for your reference. But let's get right into it, Alejo. Maybe we can begin by talking about China, which has been coming up a lot in conversations and headlines recently. How is the reopening going in China and why does it all matter? This is very relevant, Dan, as you highlight. We need to recognize that the world's second largest economy is reawakening. It has a population of 1.4 billion people. The country consumes more than half of the world's coal, aluminum, nickel, copper, iron ore, and this is a country that today operates practically free of COVID-related restrictions. We come from a year of self-inflicted economic slump, and we're moving towards a scenario in which we expect China's GDP growth to accelerate from an estimated 3% last year to nearly 5% this year, and I think the risks to this number are tilted to the upside, considering Chinese policymakers have also committed to a series of fiscal and monetary easing measures. Now, this reopening will have significant ripple ripple effects on the rest of the world, and I think most of this impact is largely ahead of us. Overall, I do think it represents a boost to global growth and to global inflation. For markets such as South Korea, Thailand, Taiwan and the Philippines, the positive impact will be felt not only through the all-important trade channel, but also through tourism. Think about this, Dan. Globally, in 2019, over 150 million Chinese tourists spend the equivalent of Portugal's GDP on international travel. In addition, I think some large commodity exporters in Latin America, such as Peru, Chile, and Brazil, should also be net beneficiaries. Thinking about developed markets, interestingly, central banks in the US and Europe may face more acute trade-offs as a result of China's reopening because we are seeing a slowdown in economic activity in the US particularly, and inflation may, may fail to moderate as fast as it's currently expected, in part, again, as a result of the China reopening. Let me highlight one additional big macroeconomic story in addition to China in the first few weeks of 2023, which is, I think, the more visible peak in the value of the U.S. dollar. Uh, This has quite a bit to do with the end of the Fed's tightening cycle coming a bit more into view. And this is important for China and emerging markets more broadly since a weaker dollar 
tends to stimulate emerging economies through easier financial conditions. And historically, we've seen a weaker, weaker dollar being quite supportive of this country's assets. Reopening of China's economy, it carries with it some notable implications to economies across the globe. So maybe let's dig into that a bit further. What would you say, Alejo, are some of the key investment conclusions from these trends you just shared with us? Yeah, we've made a number of changes to portfolio positioning in recent days. Specifically, we've turned more constructive on emerging market assets, practically. If you think about it, European and U.S. equity markets look likely to experience an outright earnings contraction this year. When you think about some of the headwinds that American and European companies are, are facing in terms of weakening demand, rising, rising labor costs, and unfavorable comparisons to last year's earnings numbers, this is what explains our expectation for an outright earnings contraction in these markets. By contrast, Emerging market companies will deliver, we think, low single-digit earnings growth. In addition, we're seeing a bit more constructive, at least on a relative basis, trends when it comes to earnings momentum and revision ratios. When we put it all together, then we expect emerging market equities to outperform global peers in coming months. We have upgraded China to most preferred within emerging markets, and we also see value in internet and e-commerce companies from developing economies. Moving on to fixed income, we also believe U.S. dollar-denominated bonds from emerging markets present investors opportunities to harvest income. When you think about the yield on offer by emerging market sovereign bonds in, in U.S. dollars, you're talking about north of 8%. Uh, corporates are offering yields on aggregate uh, close to 7% in, in U.S. dollars. In our analysis, spreads for these asset classes will remain well supported in a baseline scenario, and there's some moderate room for spread compression, courtesy of select sovereigns in the lower rated range of the high yield segment. Maybe more specifically than within emerging market fixed income, we see value in Latin American corporate bonds, a collection of emerging market bonds in the short end of the curve, bonds from oil and gas issuers, in addition to some idiosyncratic opportunities in countries such as Argentina. Quite a lot there in the way of opportunity to be mindful of, though on the other side of that, of course, we need to be mindful of the risks associated with this particular story. So what would you say, Alejo, are the key risks that investors need to be mindful of here? As you know, Dan, we come from a very challenging 2022 for investors, so I think it'd be naive to ignore some of the key risks to our views, particularly when it comes to emerging markets. I'd say, number one, we have yet to observe the full extent of the economic damage that the Fed's tightening cycle could inject on the U.S. and global economies. This is progressing as we speak, and nobody, nobody knows exactly the, the extent of this, of this impact. Number two, we need to acknowledge that policy out of China, regulatory policy in particular, has been quite fluid in recent years and we cannot rule out some sort of change in the direction of travel. Um, third and final, I would say, you know, tremors along geopolitical fault lines. 
the war in Eastern Europe is far from over. U.S.-China relations are quite tense. Uh, as a matter of fact, we had an event in New York City with our partners at the Wilson Center um, trying to analyze in more detail what's the outlook for U.S.-China relations. And the key takeaway is that despite both parties trying to find a near-term floor in um, confrontations, right, to try to stabilize the situation, this is unlikely to, to last, and, and the direction of travel is, 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 is concerning. Uh, more on this to come in, in coming publications. So those are the risks then. I would say, however, taking into account our earlier part of the conversation, after a rather long stretch of underwhelming performance, the stars do seem to be aligning for emerging market assets in the month ahead in terms of uh, regaining some performance ground. That's an encouraging note to end on. And of course, the China reopening story it will be with us for some time and certainly a topic we can continue to cover here on the podcast. Though, Alejo, thank you for dropping by for the first in our series of Emerging Markets Conversations for the new year. Looking forward to follow-up conversations on the asset class in months to come. And again, I do want to point our listeners, our clients, to the publication which Alejo has been making reference to on today's podcast, The Monthly Investing in Emerging Emerging Markets flagship, the title for the latest edition, The Emerging Markets Outperformance Has Legs, which again is located up on UBS.com slash CIO. For clients of UBS, please reach out to your UBS financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy directly. Though today we have been speaking with Alejo Zerwanko, the Chief Investment Officer for Emerging Markets Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Thank you again, Alejo. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.